fides tua te salvam fecit. Vade in pace. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In today's Holy Mass, we return to the book of the prophet Daniel. We drew from the book of the prophet Daniel earlier in the week, and so return to it today in the introit of the Mass and again in the lesson. The lesson gives us one of the most beautiful acts of contrition contained in the Bible. And so I would invite you today to take a moment and to open your Bible to the 25th chapter of the book of Daniel and to read again this magnificent prayer offered by Azarias. The Church so esteems this particular act of contrition that she draws upon it and repeats part of it in every offering of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. In just a few moments, at the Offertory of the Mass, I will repeat a sentence lifted from the lesson from the prophet Daniel. And I will say, so let our sacrifice be made in thy sight this day, that it may please thee. I find it a wonderful thing that the Church should have taken this passage from the prophet Daniel and incorporated it permanently into every offering of the Holy Sacrifice. This suggests the importance of this particular act of contrition. I leave it to you to re-read it, to repeat it, and to make it your own. And now we follow thee with all our heart, and we fear thee. To fear, of course, means to adore God, to confess that God is God. And now we follow thee with all our heart, and we fear thee and seek thy face. As for the Gospel, it speaks to our particular vocation, sons, in this monastery, to reparation. This is the great Gospel of compunction and reparation. 
The most extraordinary thing about this gospel is that the sinful woman, forgiven by Christ, makes reparation for sinful Simon the Pharisee. Of course, Simon the Pharisee is not aware of his own sinfulness, and so our Lord makes him aware of it. The sins of Simon the Pharisee are sins of omission, but sins of omission that proceed from a lack of the attentiveness and the delicacy that translate real love. When one loves, one is attentive to the beloved. One seeks to do that little thing, that gesture that expresses love. And this is where Simon the Pharisee, for all his righteousness, fell short in responding to the love of Christ for him. And so our Lord provides Simon the Pharisee, really, with an examination of conscience. He says to Simon, Dost thou see this woman? This is dramatic. This sinful woman, a woman with a reputation, is given by our Lord as an example to Simon the Pharisee, the righteous man, the man who orders his life according to all of the precepts of the law. And Jesus says, Dost thou see this woman? I can only imagine the way Simon looked at her with a certain disdain. Oh, that woman, that woman, Lord. We know that from our reading uh, at supper, we're reading a marvelous book uh, in the refectory at supper. Um, it's called From the Kippa to the Cross. It is the uh, account of a an ultra-Orthodox <laughs> Jewish rabbi's conversion to the Catholic faith. And uh, he says, among other things, that for an ultra-Orthodox rabbi, uh, one avoids any contact with women in public. Uh, the ultra-Orthodox rabbi will not even embrace his own wife in public. And so you see Simon the Pharisee the drama of the situation, when our Lord says to him, Dost thou see this woman? My sense is that Simon has not wanted to even look at her for fear of somehow becoming contaminated. And our Lord obliges Simon to notice this woman in the room. Dost thou see this woman? I entered into thy house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, a sin of omission. <coughs> but she, with tears, 
hath washed my feet, and with her hairs hath wiped them. The tears and the hair, very important in this episode. Simon was a man of means. He could have commanded his servant to bring in a, a basin of precious metal and a pitcher. He could have done things in a very grand way. The woman creeps in, really. She has only herself and her poverty. So what does she give? Her tears. She has no basin, she has no pitcher. She gives the tears, tears wrung from her heart. And she has no fine linen cloth with which to wipe the feet of Jesus. So she uses her hair. And our Lord is profoundly touched touched, touched in the depths of his sacred heart by the expression of love that this woman, in her poverty, invents, because love is always inventive. Thou gavest me no kiss. Again, a sin of omission. It strikes me that Simon the Pharisee must have been a very correct man, but lacking in tenderness of heart. Thou gavest me no kiss, but she, since she came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. And my head with oil thou didst not anoint. Yet another sin of omission. But she, every time our Lord said, but she, I think it pierced the heart of Simon. But she. With ointment hath anointed my feet. This ointment would have been, forgive me, one of the tools of her particular um, proclivities. Uh, women such as this woman would have perfumed themselves make themselves attractive and alluring. And so she takes what she once used in the pursuit of sin, and she turns it into an expression of love. And our Lord is profoundly touched by this. Wherefore I say to thee, Simon, my good man, Many sins are forgiven her because she hath loved much. But to whom less is forgiven, he loveth less. And he said to her in the presence of Simon, and now this, this is, uh, when 
the evangelist says, and he said to her, we have to prepare ourselves for a divine utterance. This is no mere uh, phrase just kind of tossed off. This is a divine utterance. And he said to her, thy sins are forgiven. Divine words of absolution, of cleansing, restoring wholeness to this broken woman, this woman whose life was so fragmented. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, who is this that forgiveth sins also? This, you see, all this week in the Gospels, our Lord is in some way making known his divinity. Yesterday he did it by saying, the Father and I are one. Today he does it by saying, thy sins are forgiven thee. This is a divine act. And he said to the woman, thy faith hath made thee whole. This broken woman, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Understand by this. And thy faith hath made thee pure and clean and shining in my sight. Go in peace. We, sons, are sinners, sinning always, and always seeking the forgiveness of our Lord and receiving it. We are sinners called to make reparation for ourselves and for other sinners. And when the brother who is the reparator of the day kneels here at the column, he puts this rope around his neck it is to signify that he kneels here in solidarity with sinners. That he, in some way, wants to give Jesus water for his feet to repair those who Welcome our Lord coldly. He signifies, by putting the rope around his neck, that he is ready to weep for those who do not weep. That he offers to our Lord a kiss, yes, a kiss, to atone for those who refuse to kiss his adorable face, his pierced feet.
He takes his place here to signify that he is ready to pour out all that is most precious. And to anoint our Lord with the perfume of his prayers. There is always in this chapel a mysterious fragrance. It is the fragrance of compunction and reparation that is in some way proper to adoration. <coughs> And the monk who kneels here, and all of us who are associated with him for the reparator of the day, represents, first of all, our monastic family. And then he represents those who join themselves to our monastic family by coming to pray here. And then he represents all of the souls environment, of the church, and of the world. And he takes his place here to believe for those who do not believe, to hope for those who do not hope, to love for those who do not love, to adore for those who do not adore. And in this way, the Gospel of today's Mass continues to be played out here and now. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Our Lord addresses these words to any soul who comes to him pierced with sorrow for sin, desiring to make reparation and disposed to love him. Thy faith hath made thee sick, hath made thee whole. Go in peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.